unique yet common sense opinions on sports. This is Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Coming up on this week's show, our original plan was to have a ladies' night version of the UCF Roundtable. However, due to unforeseen circumstances, our roundtable is going to be a little bit smaller than originally planned. That said, at that girl underscore Jackie will join us to talk UCF football. We'll also mix in a little uh, baseball talk as well. She is standing by in the virtual green room and will join us in just a few moments. So Jameis Winston will be the starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. My God, everybody lost their minds when he went 9 of 10 in his last preseason game to win the job. (laughs) Preseason. How long will it be before turnover Jameis is on the scene? You know, boy, what a drop-off at the quarterback position. Even if Drew Brees still played at over 40, he'd be better than Jameis. But I digress. So the New York Mets are using their booing fans gesture with the thumbs down whenever they make a play. You know, that's the the big thing in baseball now is uh, every team has their little sign when somebody gets a hit and they get to the base. You know, the Braves do like a little sword swipe. Uh, You know, some other people like just do a little, uh, you know, fist pump to the air, things like that. So the Mets are now using thumbs down because they're... Aggravated at the fans booing them. Well, you know, the expectations were high. And guess what? The booing is motivating you, isn't it? (laughs) Ah, goodness. And, of course, uh, impacts Hurricane Ida starting to take effect uh, in the sports world. Oklahoma Tulane, that was going to be a home game for the Green Wave. That now will be played in Norman, Oklahoma. So uh, I think the, the players would rather go on the road and play then lose the game itself. And uh, in, although, you know, there are matters much more important than football for that part of the country at this time, um, you know, sports will help the healing process. In the meantime, we certainly want to wish uh, everyone impacted in the uh, Hurricane Ida path that has been affected. We certainly uh, wish everybody the very, very best in keeping our fingers crossed Uh, for safety for everyone. All right, time for us to be joined by our guests this week as we uh, had embarked on our first ever Ladies' Night edition of the UCF Roundtable. Unfortunately, two of our members couldn't make it, but at that girl underscore Jackie is going to be a roundtable of one. But uh, at least, Jackie, you can say... Only your opinion matters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at Liz407 and at Jan and Britt, we're going to be on our show, but they both had uh, family matters come up this week, so we will reschedule them for another time. So we will do our UCF portion of the roundtable, and Jackie are going to sneak some baseball talk in, too, because uh, we like baseball. Of course. All right. So how do you compare the buzz and excitement going into this season for UCF compared to recent seasons? I definitely feel like it's probably the second most you know excited people have been since after the Peach Bowl win, obviously. But I think definitely last year not being a normal season plays a lot into that. Like, I mean, I know, you know, we weren't as good last year as we wanted to be, but um, having a new coach, having, you know, fans coming back. So all that excitement. Um, I feel like, too, with Gus, you know, he's a, lot, a little more, more on social media than you know, Heifel and Frost obviously were. So I think that helps get people excited. You know, 
I know like Hypo did like the bat signal stuff when we would get recruits, but like it's not as anywhere near as cool as the boom that we've got going on. And he's just playing into the social media a lot more. So you're definitely reaching, you know, your audience. So I think I'd say probably the second most excited I've probably been. Most people have been since, you know, after the P12 course going undefeated. So yeah, you know, and I also think about too. Uh, you know, media members have said how much more open things are, and and uh, yeah. you know, it's not the sta- same stale, you know, sound bites that the, the Josh would give. Oh yeah, yeah, he's got more personality, so he or he or he shows the personality more than whatever they both showed. So that's definitely helpful. Yeah. All right. So as we go into this uh, new season, we're going to have a little bit different look on offense. What are you looking forward to seeing out of the offense? Um, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing uh, Dylan, obviously, in his third year and see just how he progresses. Like, I know, you know, his numbers are there and everything, but I'm ready to see him win, like, those big games. Obviously, you know, we need, it would be awesome to see him win a conference title. That would be great. Um, kind of like the wide receiver, like, who's going to fill some of those shoes that we lost last year? So I feel like that's a little more, more than unknown. So I'm excited to see those guys. Um, mainly different play calling. <laughs> I think that's... <laughs> Like everyone, I think I'm excited to see different and different aspects to the offense than it was obviously with Hypo. So, yes, yeah, so, so not three straight uh, bubble screen passes yeah. to the right side of the field <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> would be one. Uh, yeah, and, and, and also I'm kind of looking forward to a little bit more presence of the running game because I felt yeah. if I had one criticism of, of, of Hypo was he had a tendency to abandon the run. Yeah. And, and we had guys that could do do the job. So uh, that's definitely something to, to keep an eye on. So how about on the defensive side of the ball? This is a unit that really took their lumps last year. Yeah. Um, defense, I was like thinking, and I'm like, what would I hope to be different? And I'm, I just feel like with our offense being different, our defense is going to be so much different because those guys were gassed last year. I mean, they got no time to rest because of how quickly – we were either scoring or how quickly it was a, you know, three and out. So I think that's going to make a huge difference. Um, Another big thing too, was after going to the ladies night that we had um, our defensive coordinator is awesome. uh, T will like he was so high energy and I just seemed, he seemed like someone that would be awesome to play for that. I feel like our guys are going to be, you know, pumped, high energy, all that stuff. Um, I'm excited to see big cat Bryant. And also just um, thinking kind of like who's going to replace like a Richie Grant. Um, obviously, you know, my fiance is a Michigan fan, but that was like one thing when he would go to the games, when he would I'd make him go with me, he'd always be like, he's like that Richie Grant guy, they say his name after every single play. And I'm like, yeah, cause he's good. Like, he's like, he's basically our defense. So it's, that's, I'm looking forward to see like who's going to step up. And just, I feel like, I feel like we're going to be a lot better on that side of the ball. So you mentioned, you know, T-Will and, and the passion that he that he brings. So, you know, you're a person who's played athletics uh, growing up and things like that. Um, you know, is there's just different styles of coaching. Yeah. How does that, what, what makes that style work in your opinion? I mean, I think it, getting people to buy in, obviously, obviously every coach has their own like style of play and how they coach. And I mean, I did, I played for two different softball coaches and, you know, my first coach was a lot about the mental game and was like high energy and, you know, cared a lot about like what, how we've put into practice, what we felt versus like the other one was a little more laid back. Like, so I think, I think it depends on the players too, but I mean, you know, that recruiting wise also, I mean, I guess it's different because a lot of these guys aren't their recruits. So I think the biggest thing is just kind of like being like high energy and they're excited to be there. You know, they're excited to work hard for your coaches. I mean, you'll work a lot harder when you enjoy 
the people that you're playing for, obviously. So I think that'll help. And I mean, he was great. He, he was awesome at that event. So I just, I would imagine he's probably very similar at practice. So did you, you, you're ready to run through a wall for him, apparently. Yeah, just, just there at the ladies' night, I was ready. And I'm like, oh, my God, I can imagine being his player. <laughs> That's excellent. So, uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, uh, players like Dylan and Cat Bryant, big Cat Bryant. Um, what other players are you looking forward to watching this season? Um, Jalen Robinson was excited to see and Demarius Good. So, I mean, just those, but yeah, big Cat Bryant, Dylan, those guys. Uh, I know on Twitter we've been talking – as of recent, like kicking, I'm excited just to see who our kicker is. <laughs> if I can like relax a little bit, so yeah, that was a little nerve wracking for sure last year. Yeah, yeah. I know. I was yeah. just on Twitter earlier, and they're like, "Oh, we haven't really announced that yet because we don't know." Yes, and plus we don't want we don't we don't we don't want Kadri getting upset at the kicker again. Yes, we do not. <laughs> oh, Ryan O'Keefe too. That's the other one. Yeah. 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 Ryan I, for sure. yeah. Yeah. Ryan O'Keefe had, to me has that potential to be, you know, like, you know, coming out of the shadows like Marlon mm-hmm. Williams. That's kind yeah. of kind of what I'm hoping we'll see out of him. That's for sure. All right. So what is your prediction on the outcome of the season? I mean, how many wins and what do you consider a successful season this year? I think I don't want to get like so overly excited to be like, you know, one loss, maybe like maybe two losses. I mean, I think Boise is going to be a huge test. That's definitely obviously setting the tone. That's a big opener compared to like what we've had in the past. Um, I think SMU is going to be a sneaky. I know that's going to be a sneaky. That's going to be tough since he's obviously going to be tough. Um, I think successful though, like if we're in the hunt for a conference championship, I think that's good. I'd love to, like I said, that goes back on, you know, finally getting to see like, I think Dylan can do it winning those big games, but I think that also comes down to a lot of different coaching aspects too. So I definitely like us to, you know, be in the hunt for a conference championship and see how it goes. But I mean, there's definitely some tough games on the, there that, you know, but Boise being the first one, one yeah. seems pretty confident, but I'm like, that's a, that's a tough game. Like, it's a- <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a big one out of the shoot for sure. And, you know, and, and I kind of look at, you know, I, kind of look at that too you know it, it gets us off to a tremendous start if we win that game yeah. i'm just hoping that there's not a loss of enthusiasm if we lose that game yes because there'll still I, be a lot to play for yeah yeah exactly and i mean i feel like i do feel a more better that we are at home that definitely helps you know having that home advantage and i mean we'll see what numbers are for the game i know everything's crazy right now but i think we'll still have a decent amount of people there so Fingers crossed for that one, that's for sure. So uh, kind of a half-related uh, question. How do you think McKenzie Milton's season will go at Florida State? I think um, I'm hoping to see him play. I mean, I know they haven't announced their starting QB, but I think it's going to go well for him. And I know like there was FSU people, they were talk- when they thought that he had a foot injury and they were just talking about how even if he's not on the field the way he was before, like just his leadership and just – him being there is going to be good for that team. So I don't know what versus like, I don't really pay that much attention to FSU football in general outside of him, but I don't know what their team is going to do, but I, I mean, I'm hoping he gets a play and I think it should go, should go well for him and interested to see if he does play how much his game changes from when he was like at UCF. Like, I mean, he's probably not going to be using the running game as much as he was, you know, more, but I mean, he's, you know, he does a pretty deep ball. So just interested to see how different he would be if he was back out there. 
Yeah, definitely keep our fingers crossed uh, for that. That's for sure. So uh, uh, we are both Braves fans, and uh, you were at the uh, Braves Yankees last week. I was. That was tough. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was. But I mean, they're in first place, and it was like packed. It was sold out, I think, almost. Um, and it was funny because like a month and a half ago, when we had these tickets, we were like, both the Braves were doing terrible. The Yankees were doing terrible. We were like, I don't even want to go to this game that we have like free club seats for because they were so bad. And then both teams just took advantage of the trade deadline. And it was crazy how like in a month, like I was messaging the guy who got us the tickets for the Braves. And he's like, isn't it? He's like, who would have thought that this game you picked a couple months ago was like a huge game between two teams. And I mean, it felt like a postseason game there. So it was awesome. I mean, it's good to see us in first place again and just hope that we can preserve that. I'm a little worried. I haven't, I haven't talked enough crap yet to people, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting. I'm patiently waiting to get onto the Philly fans. But <laughs> Well, you know, it's interesting because really, you know, the, the Yankees were, I mean, they were basically getting the dirt thrown over them. They, yeah. You know, and then, you know, the Braves, you know, to their credit, they hung tough when they didn't have all, all their weapons. And, yeah. you know, and I, and I look back at the, uh, the Jock Peterson trade, which was done well before the deadline, mm-hmm. it's definitely a statement trade that said yeah, that we're, we're, not, not, we're yeah. not done. <laughs> so I think that was a great thing. And then, and then I was just so ecstatic to get, to get Adam Duvall back because I know I wish just, we would have just subsigned him in the first place, but <laughs> but yeah, having him last time about how much we how much we missed him. Yes, that was uh, that was that was great to get him back. And then you know, you look at Rosario, Soler. You know, Rosario's already made contributions coming off the injured list. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, all of that's that's the thing that they weren't like big trade, like they weren't big name. You know, they weren't Joey Gallo, they weren't Rizzo. But I'm like, all those guys have contributed to at least a couple wins. You know, Jock Soler. I mean, he's been great. And I, I was just thinking the other day, I'm like, I'm wondering, had we made those trades, had Ronald not got hurt? So it's kind of, it's like a weird, I'm like, you had to get one of them, I guess, I'm assuming, but it's just interesting. Like, had we have gotten these guys, had he not got hurt, would we be where we're at? And yeah. I mean, we're lucky that the Mets and the Phillies didn't run away with the division when they had the chance to, because now it's not looking good for either of them. <laughs> yeah. And of course, now they're, now they're out West to face the stinking Dodgers and God, yeah. I would love to see them uh, get a little payback yeah, uh, that would be on, nice. on them. That's for, that's for sure. So yeah, yeah, and, and then what are you? What are your thoughts on you know? I've I've heard a lot of conversation that they're going to go to a six man pitching staff the rest of the way, try to preserve the arms. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I would be okay with that because I think some like I think Tuki deserves like a spot. He's done well. Like he's you know he's progressed since whenever he made his MLB starts you know a year ago, and he's gotten better. And so I think he deserves it. I think we should. I I just our bullpen really. <laughs> Will Smith and the club, I mean, I know he's like got a lot of saves, but he's just, it's never easy. It's always got to be complicated. I'm like, you hey, can't always do that. That's not like postseason closer stuff. Yeah, no, you know, you, you like to see, you like to see clean innings, right? Yeah, I can't deal with the bases loaded and, you know, he's lucky we have good defense to get him out with double plays a lot, but. Yeah, do you think they, you know, and and I know Snicker might be a little stubborn in doing it, but, uh, you know, I think Rich Rodriguez is much more poised to be the closer. Yeah, I just don't, I think he, I think he's going to leave him because, I mean, statistic wise, he does have a good amount of saves. I think he said, what, like three blown saves he's had? Yeah. But it's never a neat, you know, it's never easy. So it's like, I think me having him on my fantasy team made it a lot worse too, because even though he's not blowing, <laughs> blowing the saves completely, his ERA has been through the roof. 
So I'm just like, I'm over him. Because <laughs> I finally dropped him after a while, but I think that made my like, but yeah, I'm just, I want like, I don't have to worry because you know, when you get, you know, in the postseason games, they're not going to be, not going to be up by four or five runs for the most part. They're going to be, you know, one run, two run ball games that we can't mess around with having all those extra base runners on. And when you're playing teams like the Dodgers, they're going to deliver in those moments. I mean, their lineup is stacked. Like, so I don't know. I just, well, it'll be interesting to see too, because you know, with the, with the six band rotation, that kind of gives a little bit of an audition because, you know, once they get to the postseason, you know, you're talking three, four man rotation at best. Yeah, in the playoffs. So you know, you may need you may need a guy like Tukitsa to come in, you know, yeah. early in the game to to I'm stabilize. Kind of be okay with him in a in a bullpen role. I think he would do well. I know he did that for a while, but yeah, you're. I mean, you're going to have your Charlie Morton and Ian Anderson, and obviously Max Fried, and then I don't even know. I guess you know what would and be Smiley, cool. and yeah, so yeah, so somebody's <laughs> going to have to be the odd man out. You know, oh, Drew Smiley is the odd man out. <laughs> Yeah, I would take you know uh, over once he gets back in this his you know his group because he yeah. was pitching really well there for a while before he got hurt. Yeah, he was lights out, and then yeah. uh, you know as as far as the baseball season is going, so you know one of the fascinating storylines to me has been uh, 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 Otani. Just watching what he's doing that that to me is just so remarkable. You know, yeah. forty home runs, twenty stolen bases. Pitching, and, you yeah, know, pitching on top of that, yeah, he is like, he doesn't look it, but he's crazy strong. Like just some of the swings, he doesn't even look like he's swinging. And I'm like, how did he hit that out? Like, and he's just a nice guy. Like, just all the stuff about him has been great. Like, and they were, I, they showed that clip of him at the Little League World Series where he was like skipping all the adults and signing for the kids. Like, so I just think he, he really obviously cares about being here and playing baseball, and he's just a good person. That it makes it a lot better. So that's been a really Really cool story to see. Do you think that will spark, you know, more two-way players in baseball? I think it. I think it could because I mean I don't know if we talked about this last time, but I've always like the younger kids nowadays start out as POs, like they're only pitching because that's like oh I'm only a pitcher. Like they start out young versus like like a long time ago when my brother played. Like he was my brother's a lefty pitcher and he hit for a while, basically until he got to high school where he had a coach that was like, no, my pitchers don't hit, like they never hit, like, cause they'll get hurt. But I feel like now, you know, the younger kids are starting out early as being only pitchers, but you know, once they start looking up to him, that may change like, Hey, maybe I do want to hit and I do want to pitch or it may influence them to, you know, not just stop hitting because they are a pitcher. So I hope so. It would be, I mean, I think too, you look at some of these guys like DeGrom who played as a shortstop, like, mm-hmm. and, and then you look at him as a pitcher in the MLB and I'm like, how, like, you know, but imagine he had just stuck to one position and never like, so. Yeah. You know, and, and you look at too, like, you know, a guy like Ricky and Keel who, you know, came up as a pitcher, then he, yeah. he lost his game as a pitcher and came back as an outfielder. You yeah. Know? <laughs> so yeah. to me, to me, you know, it, it, it makes you more, you know, a guy would be designated as a baseball player is not either just a pitcher or a hitter, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's just like, you know, when you're being recruited, that's like number one thing. You're more feasible to colleges when you can play more than one position. When you're only a third baseman, you can't do anything like besides their base. And you're, you know, versus someone who can play short, third, and second, they're going to be, they're going to look better as, a, you know, being recruited because they can do a lot more and they're versatile. That's why a lot of those infielders are, you know, old shortstops. But like, I mean, you know, they move someone a second because they don't have a strong arm or, you know, they're always versatile. So, yeah, I hope it kind of does. I think a lot of people are looking up to him now. 
I'm glad we get to see him play because there was so much hype about him the last couple of years, but then he was hurt. And then everyone was like, Oh, is this even like a real deal? So it's nice to finally see him actually having a season and getting to play and being able yeah. to witness that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's so amazing too. Cause you know, Mike Trout's been one of the great players in baseball for so long, but terribly unnoticed because of where he plays. Yep. And, and now Otani's getting this attention and now mm-hmm. people maybe will start paying attention to Mike Trout a little bit. Yeah, I know. And, and Trout hurt too a lot. A lot yeah. of years he's been hurt as well. So I hope they can get some pieces out there to make them a playoff team. Cause that definitely hurts, you know, why Trout doesn't get that, you know, attention either because they're not in the playoffs. But yeah. I mean, if you get that team and you fill those pieces and get them in the playoffs, that's going to be awesome. So what are the things in baseball this season? Have you, have you enjoyed? Let's see. Um, Trey Mancini story. Yeah. Um, obviously. So actually my college roommate is like really good friends with him. So I kind of like, you know, I've always like kept up with him because she had told me about him back when he was at Notre Dame. And then, you know, I kind of rooted for him when he got called up, like his family's awesome. I met them at like her wedding. And so, but had she had told me like right around the time it got released, ESPN that he had the cancer diagnosis. And so I kind of like, I talked to her and keep up with that, but watching that whole thing has just been, insane and then they released an article about it like a month or two ago and i like read the whole thing and i was like crying it was just like just the stuff he went through and you know it just like he's had a crazy year yeah yes he would have probably won comeback player of the year regardless of what kind of year he had but his numbers have been good like he's you know he's playing and i'm hoping they like orioles i mean the Orioles are not good but i'm hoping that he's someone they build around i think they have to at this point i don't know how you can get rid of someone like that after all the stuff that he's been through but yeah, well, yeah, and I feel sorry for the fans in Baltimore because they've been just in that rut for so long, and it's like, you know, things like that and the Pirates, you know, that stuff should just not be, you know, I get tearing a team down to rebuild, but it's almost like they're just constantly in that in that, in that that hamster wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, think about the Braves, like, we did that, but ours was relatively quick as, well, you know, we got through that. We were at least competitive pretty quickly there. It wasn't like, you know, I mean, the, I can't remember the last time the Pirates have been, and the same with the Orioles, they were saying, and part of that was probably giving Chris Davis that contract, but that, and that's a thing too, with baseball, I just, I, I don't like all these long contracts, and I feel like that is hurting the teams, and how it makes it hard to rebuild when you have that kind of contract, because you got this, this guy making a bunch of money, and then it's like, how do you rebuild around that, besides your prospects, not all the prospects work out, and then you got to pay someone, so... Yeah, not a not a fan of the, the long contracts they've been given out, but that's become very much the norm now. So, well, speaking of paying, uh, are the Braves going to re-sign Freddie Freeman? I think so. I think I was very skeptical in the beginning, but then in the All Star game when he came out and said that you know he wants to be here, he wants to stay, um, and I think he like because there was always like people like found his house for sale on Zillow, and he like was talking about it. he's like my family or Chelsea's family lives in California. We just sold the house because we need help with the babies. Like relax. I'm basically <laughs> telling everyone to calm down. Um, yeah. I think they're going to resign him. I think um, like they said, they're, he's going to wait till the off season when they can actually sit down and, you know, and they're not playing baseball. And then um, I think too, with um, the, oh my goodness, the ML, when they're having all that green, they have, they're doing up for a renewal of all that stuff. Yeah. So I think that's going to play apart into it and also we traded Bryce Ball so I'm like well that's kind of like I would hope we're re-signing him if we're getting rid of this guy who's a pretty good first baseman 
Yeah. I don't, don't know who you replace him with. So I think so. I think. Yeah. And I think the Travis Darno signing, getting that done now, uh, you know, so they know how much money they got to play with yeah. uh, in, for the future negotiations. So that'll, uh, and I can't imagine him not being a brave, you know, that would, no. you know, it'd be like, yeah, watching, that would be a lot like watching Chipper in another uniform. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think we'll re-sign. Darno signed for two years, one, two, two years. Yeah. Yeah. And see, that's big. Cause you, I mean, you'll have him, but we have those really, all those catching prospects that are going to come up, you know, Langliers and then Contreras, of course, that, I, you know, Darno will be there basically until they come up and, mentor them so yeah. i like him a lot too yeah no i th- I think his bad missing this year for as long yeah. as it was out because was it, it seemed to me too the timing of him coming back when they went on that yeah. winning that long winning streak certainly not a coincidence <laughs> yeah yeah that on top of and then you know it came back and then you had all the you know the trades made so that definitely made a huge difference well hopefully it'll be a fun september and uh and uh, and and in turn a fun october yeah uh, hopefully that'll, <laughs> that'll be that'll i'll get be my hopes up again for a world series and i'll be <laughs> sad again but who knows well hopefully they'll get there and then uh you know thursday night the opener ucf boise you think the knights are gonna win i hope so i think i think it's gonna be well it's gonna be muggy because it's supposed to rain in the afternoon they said so it's gonna be probably a little humid Whatever it I'm takes. Hoping, I'm hoping to get the, you know, the loud, the way we were then when we had college game day. And well, yeah. and, 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 you know, we'll, we're the best game of the night on Thursday. So that's, yeah. a, that's a, that's another big plus too. So, well, thank you so much for being the round table of one. Uh, of we'll get you, we'll get you together with, uh, with, with the other ladies uh, uh, on a future endeavor and uh, go from there at that girl underscore Jackie. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And we'll be right back to close out with a TV theme right after this. No Republicans, no Democrats, no team from Washington, no team with a star on the side of their head. We don't even talk about alpha and beta storms around here. And if you believe all of that, I have a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. Captain and Company in the morning, join me 9 to noon. Weekday mornings on OldSchool101.com because class is always in session around here. Virus or no virus. Men, 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 manly men, 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 manly men, 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 manly men, 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 manly men, 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 manly men, men, and that was the theme. Short and sweet from Two and a Half Men that ran on CBS from September 2003 to February 2015. Amazing that it uh, went 12 seasons. Originally starring Charlie Sheen, John Cryer, and Angus T. Jones. And uh, they, of course, uh, mouth the uh, uh, the lyrics to men, 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 men. Of course, uh, as Angus got a little bit older, they they morphed the little kid up into an older version of himself. Kind of creepy, actually. <laughs> so the series was about uh, Charlie Harper, a single, uh, a jingle writer who was single and uh, uh, very much a ladies' man. Uh, his uptight brother Alan and his son Jake move in after Alan divorces, so they get to uh, enjoy the confines of Charlie's beachfront Malibu house. And uh, disrupt his free reeling life. And uh, originally, uh, the, the uh, series was going to end after the eighth season. Uh, rather, the series, the series, however, 
was uh, shut down during the eighth season after Sheen entered drug rehabilitation and made disparaging comments about creator and executive producer Chuck Lorre. So his contract was terminated. He was written out of the show, and it was confirmed he would not be returning to the series. Ashton Kutcher was then hired to replace him the following season as Walden Schmidt, a billionaire who buys Charlie's house after Charlie's death. So CBS ran uh, for a few more seasons. Um, and, of course, uh, they also brought in another character, Jenny, who was evidently Charlie's previously unknown daughter. Amber Tamil played that part. And the series, again, went through uh, all the way through 12 seasons. Um, I did not watch the Ashton Kusher years myself because without Charlie Sheen, it's a different show. And, of course, uh, John Cryer, I thought, was outstanding. That guy is just a tremendous actor. Very, very funny. Uh, does a great uh, turn as uh, uh, Jethro Gibbs' doctor in NCIS, his heart doctor, and uh, as Lex Luthor in Supergirl. Very good stuff. Uh, so always enjoyed John Cryer's work. Angus T. Jones, of course, became disenchanted with the series and uh, was uh, looking towards uh, religion changing his ways and whatnot. Other notable folks on the show, Holland Taylor, veteran actress, was uh, Charlie and Allen's mother, Evelyn, high-powered L.A. broker realtor. Maren Hinkle was Judith Harper Melnick. She was Allen's selfish, mean-spirited ex-wife. Conchata Farrell was Berta, the family's outspoken housekeeper. She uh, can't stand Alan and Jake, but she loves and adores Charlie and later Walden. Melanie Linsky is Rose. She was a, tre- uh, a tremendously funny character. She was the strange neighbor and Charlie Stalker. Um, you know, so Charlie initially uh, had a one-night stand with her, and then uh, after the stalking started, he, he hated her, but did become friends and then later fell in love with her. And in the ninth season premiere, Rose claimed that Charlie slipped in front of a Paris Metro train after she caught him cheating on him. She was later seen taking uh, Bridget Smith under her wing as an apprentice stalker. And uh, Rose also would eventually have a relationship with Walden uh, later. And then uh, despite Charlie's apparent death in the finale, she reveals to have kept him in prison in a pit for four years. And Jennifer Taylor was Chelsea. She was probably the most notable of the girlfriends of Charlie and eventually became his fiance. but they later into the relationship. Two and a half men, our TV theme for this week. And with that, we are done here. Thanks for listening to Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Follow Jeff on Twitter at Jeff Allen underscore 88, on Facebook at Jeff Allen 88, and the website Jeff Allen Sports Talk.com. And you can reach out to the show anytime by email Jeff Allen Sports Talk at gmail.com. Jeff Allen Sports Talk is brought to you exclusively by Kramer's Salve for Dogs. Does your dog itch, suffer from debilitating skin allergies, or trouble hot spots? We have the solution using the healing power of neem. Kramer's Salve is a safe and natural approach to help your best friend live an itch-free life. Go to KramerSalve.net to order today with new low pricing. That's K-R-A-M-E-R-S-A-L-V-E dot net.